with the latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Kim Thomas. Another 189 cases of coronavirus have been confirmed in the Hewilvar area, according to Public Health Wales figures on Friday, January the 15th. Latest figures show 123 new cases in Carmarthenshire out of 656 tests, 40 new cases in Pembrokeshire from 329 tests and 26 from 181 tests in Ceredigion. In Wales, 1,808 new cases have been confirmed and 54 new suspected COVID-19 deaths have also been reported by Public Health Wales. The Wales seven-day case rate per 100,000 is currently 372. The number of deaths in the Huelva area has hit 300, with six more confirmed since Thursday. The total number of cases across the three counties now totals 13,177. That's 9,002 in Carmarthenshire, 2,684 in Pembrokeshire and 1,491 in Ceredigion. Asylum seekers from Penali Camp have staged their second public protest within 24 hours. On Thursday afternoon, a group of around 40 men walked from the camp into Tembe, carrying banners bearing messages including Close the camp, we flee from prison and still feeling a prisoner, and we want a normal life, no prison. They paused at the green before moving up St John's Hill, along the Norton and down High Street into Tudor Square. The group continued to vocalise their grievances along the route and were monitored by police on foot and in vehicles. A similar protest was staged on Wednesday, January the 13th. A spokesman for David Powers Police said, Officers are working with the management team on the site in line with the four E principles of engage, explain, encourage and enforce. We take all breaches of Covid regulations seriously and will act accordingly. Businesses in Wales will have to carry out a specific coronavirus risk assessment under new Welsh Government legislation. These risk assessments will be the starting point for implementing the reasonable measures that are required to be taken to minimise exposure to the coronavirus on premises open to the public and in workplaces. This involves considerations such as whether ventilation is adequate, hygiene, ensuring physical distancing is taking place, and the use of PPE and face coverings. It will also include considering how employers maximise the number of people who can work from home. First Minister Mark Drakeford said the highly contagious new strain of the virus means we have to again look at the rules regarding workplaces and the premises that remain open to the public. During his weekly press conference, the First Minister thanks businesses for all their efforts to ensure their premises are safe places to work and visit. And finally, a brand new jewel in Pembrokeshire's crown hopes to be opened this spring. A £4 million redevelopment at Fran Lake has included the refurbishment and expansion of the visitor centre and cafe. A new outdoor activity centre and waterside cabin is being built to support walkers, cyclists and water sports enthusiasts. It will include a food stop, meeting rooms, changing facilities and cycle hire. A £4 million Welsh water investment to the visitor centre and recreational facilities is being backed by £1.7 million of European regional development funds through the Welsh Government. The redeveloped site is intended to attract an estimated 100,000 tourists and outdoor enthusiasts each year to the site. Outdoor activities at Fran Lake will include both water and land-based recreational fun. On the water, visitors can enjoy sailing, kayaking, canoeing, stand-up paddle and pedal boarding. Fishing on the bank or by boat will also make a welcome return. Land activities include walking and cycling with over 14 kilometres of trails to explore and a brand new pump skills track and a wide range of bikes available to hire. And that's it. You're up to date with the latest news from Pembrokeshire with me, Kim Thomas, here 
on Pure West Radio. This is Pure West Radio. Robbie Williams and Rock DJ on Pure West Radio. A very good morning. I'm Ben Stone. Welcome to the start of your weekend and Pure West Sport with G&G Builders, a Pembrokeshire-based company who've been in business for 30 years. There's more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. We're here every Monday evening as well between 7 and 9 and the show is live on the Facebook page. We had a really good show last Monday with Pure West Radio's very own Golf pro Kim Thomas talking about the latest golfing news and dishing out some tips. All the videos are on the Pure West Radio Facebook page. This morning, we're delving through the archives. We're going to let you know about a very special guest who's joining us on Monday. We'll get the latest rugby news and we'll preview all of today's football, all between now and nine. Show, kicking with your torso, boys getting high and the girls even more so. Wave your hands if you're not with a man. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. I got, you got, we got everybody. I got the gift, gonna stick it in the goal. It's time to move your body.
Well, a very good morning. It's Saturday morning and welcome to Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. I'm Ben Stone. Really good to be with you between eight and nine every Saturday. And as I said, a busy show coming up for you this morning. And Bill Kahn is joining me to help kick things off today. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Hey, how are you? I'm okay. Where does the week go? I look forward to chatting to you. And before you can blink, it's another blinking uh, weekend. Amazing. I know, I know indeed. Of course, quieter times for sport at the moment in Pembrokeshire. We're going to have a look at mm. some of the football that is going on later uh, with Fraser and, and Gordon's going to talk about some of the latest rugby news as well. On PembrokeshireSport.co.uk, uh, you're, you're kind of having a look at some uh, unsung heroes, really, from, from Pembrokeshire, aren't you? Some, some snippets with people who obviously can't play sport at the moment, but, but recognising the great job they do. Yeah, I, one of the things I love doing is taking a walk down memory lane with people who deserve a mention, Ben. And we're trying to do that. We haven't missed, I think we've missed two days since the start of the lockdown in May. There's been articles on there about local characters, local people uh, who give a lot back to their sports. And I think it's quite nice to do that. You know, it really is good to see people who put a bit back into their sport, you know. And uh, one of the ones that I've been interviewing this week, and I've just finished uh, writing the article last night, was Graham Jenkins. Now, I don't know if you know who Jenks is. Go on. He and, I'll give you a clue. He and his wife, Rose, live in Kilgetty, and he's the grandson of a very, very proud grandson of a footballer. Yeah, that's is that Liam Cullen, who's made a, a real is. impact at Swansea this year? Yeah. Oh, and, you know, I mean, Jenks is the same sort of player. The only difference was he had trials with Cardiff and Swansea, Eventually was offered a contract at um, uh, Leeds United, I think. I'll check that. But um, he he turned that down because he didn't want to travel away. He'd had enough of that with Swans and Cardiff and decided not to go. And as he said, it was a different time. Families didn't have transport in those days. But his goal scoring, you know, he played in a Wiltshire Cup under-18 final when he was 12. His first games for uh, Pembroke Borough when he played in the Welsh League for them at 16... He scored five goals in a game against Milford United and three goals against them in the return match. So at 16, Welsh League football scored eight goals in two games. He once scored 12 goals in a game against Narbeth in the Senior Cup when he was about 15. And he was just amazing. He played for Perrick Borough for many years with Des Shanklin as the manager there. He played for Wales uh, Seniors, Wales... um, Sorry, Wales under 21s against England in a three-all draw. And his goal scoring, he played for Carew to finish off, helped them to God knows how many titles. And it wasn't a season he didn't score 50 goals. Wow. On top of that, he could hit a cricket ball like a guy <laughs> did in for Kilgetty and a lovely bloke. So I've enjoyed doing that this week. It'll be on my website next week. We'll look forward to that, PembrokeshireSport.co.uk and Liam Cullen in action for uh, Swansea quarter to eight this evening away to Barnsley. Yes. Uh, we're going to go through the archives again very soon. Uh, we'll be hearing a, an archive interview from Johnny Thomas. Bill and I will talk about that in a few moments. And we should also say as well, this has been the week where uh, Pembrokeshire has had some focus because ITV have broadcast the Pembrokeshire murders. And we're actually going to be joined on Monday night's Pure West Sport by DCI Steve Wilkins, aren't we? We are indeed. I knew Steve, first of all, through playing cricket in Pembroke Dock. He came with his family from Cheshire and he was a bit of a boy and a half. He was only 18. 
he eventually became a, a policeman. The story of the Pembrokeshire murders and, and the team he led and solved that was just unbelievable. Um, and it, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk to him about the impact that had on his life, um, as well as his impact on local sports. He, he doesn't live in the county anymore, uh, but he's no. clearly a man, Bill, who's had a real impact on Pembrokeshire. Yeah, yeah he played rugby for the Welsh, uh, sorry, the Pembrokeshire youth team as a scrum half, and his uh, halfback partner, partner there was Peter Morgan, who went to play on play up for the British Lions mm. and Wales. He played cricket for a long time with Chris Selly, and indeed every year now, he still is registered at the start of the season by the club, because if he comes down for a holiday, as he does often, he's still got family here, he's across to Chris Selly to get in and uh, and play a game there, you know, and he loves every second of that. Well, I'm, so, I'm really uh, looking forward to speaking to him on Monday. I think that's going to be a real insight, isn't it? No doubt about it. It should be absolutely brilliant, my friend. It should be brilliant. Okay, well, make sure you join us on Monday evening between 8 and 9. We'll have that live on the Facebook page as well. It's going to be an absolute pleasure to talk to Steve. Uh, Bill, you stay with us for a few moments. We're going to go through the archives as we hear from a Wales international who's just turning his hand to being a head coach at Worcester Warriors. We'll be hearing from Johnny Thomas in a few moments' time. It's Saturday morning, and this is Pure West Sport. Do you dream of being out on the road, taking in the sights and sounds of Pembrokeshire? Thanks to Fast Track Driving School, I'm free to venture around the county, and now it's your turn. Fast Track is a triple award-winning driving school covering Pembrokeshire, Carmarthen, Cardigan, and Llanelli. If you fancy a change of career in 2021, they are also instructor trained. They even run driving lessons for those as young as 14. Want to learn something new in the new year? Fast Track it. On Facebook at Fast Track Driving School or call on 0333 772 0801. See you on the road. Join us every Friday for the 2.30 kickoff as Haverford West County take over Pure West Radio to bring you the latest news and developments direct from the Bridge Meadow. Team news, transfers, new signings and the latest changing room gossip from the Cymru Premier side. Miss the final whistle? Well, listen to the Haverford West Bluebirds podcast by visiting purewestradio.com. Our club, our county, our community. Haverford West County AFC. Ah, enemy ahead. Fire. Where? I can't see them. Right there. Fire. Oh, man, you missed again. You need to get your eyes tested. Nah, mate. I ain't got the cash for that. You're in college. You can get an eye test for free. Really? From where? I'm with Mags Optics. They're in the Riverside Arcade in Halford West. Sick. I'll check it out. Eye tests are free for children under 16 and those aged 16 to 18 who are in full-time education. Glasses up to £85 are free for students aged 18 and under with an NHS voucher. Call Paul, Tina and the team on 01437 767744 or go to magsoptics.co.uk to book an appointment. Mags Optics are the proud sponsors of The Gaming Show on Pure West Radio. This is Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire.
They say I'm nasty, but I don't give a damn. Getting girls is how I live. Some nasty questions. Why am I so real? But they don't understand me. I really don't know the deal about a brother. Trying hard to make it right. Not long ago, before I win this fight. Brown and my prerogative on Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone. It's Pure West Sports with G&G Builders. 
and it's Saturday morning. Really good to have your company. Bill Kahn is with me because we are going through the archives at this time every Saturday, having a look at an interview from the Bill and Ben back catalogue. We've got quite a few, actually. And today, Bill, we're talking about one that we did with Johnny Thomas, just been appointed the Worcester Warriors coach from Hundleton, of course. He joined us on the eve of of the 2011 World Cup semi-final between Wales and France, ended 9-8 to France. And actually, it's important to remember that Johnny wasn't in the squad for that World Cup, and he was actually quite unlucky. He was indeed, but there were so many good back row players that he missed out. But it was typical of him. He was ready to cheer on the rest of the squad and to play his heart out as long as he was needed to play for Wales and the Ospreys. And he is, a, he is an absolutely fantastic man. He was a brilliant rugby player, a very good cricketer in his time. He played with me in Stackpole when he was a youngster and I was a bit of an old fogey then. But uh, he's a charming man. And even, you know, whenever we wanted something on Wales, we phoned him up. And wherever he was, he found time for us. He's a gentleman, he is. He really is a gentleman. We're going to listen to the interview in just a second. As you said, the idea was that we, we almost wanted him to take us into Warren Gatlin's dressing room and what it was like, you know, preparing for a World Cup semi-final. What, what do you remember about that, Bill? Back in October 2011, it was <laughs> so exciting at the time because Wales had a brilliant run under Gatland and, and they lost so narrowly in the end to France, 9-8, with... with what happened to Sam Warburton, of course. It, it was an mm. incredible few weeks, that, wasn't it, for Welsh rugby? Oh, the, the the hope, the expectation, which didn't quite reach fruition, was quite amazing. And and in the end, it seems to sum up Wales's luck or bad luck or whatever you call it in world championships, you know, World Cups, because uh, they came so close, promised so much. And just, you know, when you look at the sending off, I thought it was ridiculous. And, and in the end... You know, I thought France were lucky. But in the, what we got to say about Jonathan Thomas, didn't he typify Pembrokeshire? You look at the people who've made it out of here. I mean, one of the things we can play one week, you know, you heard what he had to say about Warren Gatland. I, we've interviewed uh, on our previous show quite a few, uh, I've had quite a few interviews with Warren Gatland. And he's another one, he's a hard man, but he's great to interview. He's great to sit by in an evening. I had one evening where I sat by him at the dinner. He was absolutely charming. He couldn't have been nicer. I went to interview him, started the tape, and suddenly realised my batteries had gone halfway through. So I had to start again. I had to borrow some batteries. That was how not to be um, uh, organised. I learned a lot from that night, but he was charming. I always told you, always carry some spare batteries, Bill. Yes, thank you, Ben. <laughs> Let's have a listen to this interview. We're rewinding to 2011. It was on the eve of that Rugby World Cup semi-final between Wales and France, and we had a chat to Johnny Thomas to find out what life would have been like in that Wales dressing room. The, probably the last you hear from, from Warren Gatland will be in the hotel before you leave for the ground. So he actually, uh, we, you usually have a team meeting about two hours before kick-off in the hotel. Warren will say his last words, which is usually quite short and sharp. You know, he doesn't he doesn't say a lot. Um, but what he does say, you know, the boys usually listen to. Um, and then from then on, it's just in the hands of the players, you know. So um, you, you obviously go to the ground and... I think you'd be surprised how quiet the change room is before a game. I think obviously the uh, years ago there was a lot of um, you know head banging and head butting walls and things like that. But it's probably it's not like that so much anymore. And um, so the boys will be quite calm and they'll obviously go do their individual preparations. But I think it probably it's usually starts to get a bit noisy about 
five, ten minutes before the boys go out. You know, where obviously the captain will speak and um, and some of the senior players will speak as well. So, but um, yeah, they'll they'll really be pumped up for the game, and they you know. I'm sure they can't wait to get stuck into the French. Yeah, that's great, fascinating great because I thought brilliant. Sean Edwards would be winding up. I can't in the imagine he's quiet and... in the chase room. No, that's right. It's fabulous. <laughs> no, it's 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 really a surprise. And it, yeah. it, you'll get a couple of characters who like to shout and like to um, be aggressive, and that, that's obviously what works for them. But there's, there's some players that uh, you know, actually majority of the backs <laughs> are usually really calm, and they just sit there reading the program and. And um, you'd be really surprised how, how calm everybody is. And, Amazing. Yeah. And I, I think it's just the way of you know professional rugby that uh, there's so many games these days and so many internationals that I think um, players are you know ex- you know know what's coming and expect it. So there's um, they try and do their talking on the pitch than talk a lot of nonsense in the change room. You know. Yeah, that's fantastic. Listen, thanks for coming on to talk to us. We were dead Brilliant. chuffed yeah. when you said you'd come on because we're always thrilled with that. I got to ask yeah, you, give us a, give us a score line, will you, John? Um, well, for me, I, I'm confident we'll win the game. I think the, the scrum is a key area for us because the French obviously pride themselves on scrummaging, and I think we'll have the upper hand there. And I think if we do that, that will lead to. Uh, um, uh, dominance up front I think our defence is too good and um, I'm confident it'll be 25-10 ah, 25-10 that anyway, would be nice eternal optimist <laughs> uh, well, we're making a note of these so we can see who the top tipster is amongst you Gordon Thomas Peter Morgan yeah. uh, Ben and I well there we are rewinding back to 2011 and the eve of that World Cup semi-final Johnny Thomas talking to Bill and I will go through the archives again next Saturday interesting Bill just before we we introduce that interview uh, and you you still say the sending off of Sam Warburton that day was ridiculous you you haven't changed your mind in the nine years since or the ten years since no I haven't really no I haven't um you know, it's the way, it's all on one decision by a referee. You have to respect it. You don't have to agree with it, but you have to respect it. Refs got a tough job. Although I think rugby refs, in a way, have got it a bit easier than uh, football referees because players are more accepting. You know, you don't see when players are sent off, they go. There's none of this histrionics. I mean, I watched one football match in the week. It was the most dreadful tackle, second yellow, and off he went. And his teammates were saying, and the manager saying, shouldn't have been sent mm. off for that one. I played. It was a nasty tackle. So, yeah, it's a funny old time with sport, and uh, it's nice to look back. Ben, I can tell you, I've had a, a lot of contacts from people I know who say, can you keep doing the, snip, the um, looking back with Ben, because they really enjoy that on a Saturday morning. Excellent. And it's also worth remembering that Wales played 61 minutes of that game, a man <laughs> down, and still yeah. lost by a point. It was a pretty heroic effort in the end. Uh, it, was a, it was a sickener. Okay. One can only think, what, is, what did Sam Warburton feel about that? Oh, goodness me. Yeah, indeed. Mm. All right, Bill, thank you very much for being with us this Saturday morning. We'll be back through the archives again, same time next Saturday. I'll let you pick the interview next Saturday, Bill. I look forward to hearing what you come up with. Have a really good sporting Saturday. And you, take care. Will do. Thank you very much, Bill. We're talking football next and we've got Fraser Watson joining us to look ahead to Swansea's game later and also some of the Premier League matches coming up today. That's after Lady Gaga, Just Dance on Pure West Sport.
And just dance on Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone. It's Saturday morning and it's Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Great to hear from Bill Kahn. He is back with us on Monday between 7 and 9 on Pure West Radio. Make sure you join us. We're live on the Facebook page, of course, every Monday evening between 8 and 9 as well. And you can get involved with the debate. And we've got a whole range of topics to talk about on Monday's show. But right now we've got Fraser Watson with us and we are going to talk football with Fraser. Morning, how are you? Morning, Ben. Not so bad. Temperatures dropped slightly this week. I've been out on the roads a bit. I can see by Strava you have as well. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's been, the corner maybe. Yeah, it's, it's been a slightly milder, I'd say, this week to be out running. Um, I think we might have some cooler days to come, though, looking at long range yeah. forecasts. So, let, let's see what happens. Slightly different for Swansea today. Um, no three o'clock kickoff. They're kicking off. At quarter to eight this evening, aren't they? Away to Barnsley in the Championship. That's a long old journey as well. Yeah, and a tough game, Ben. Uh, Barnsley actually came to the Liberty not so long, only a couple of weeks ago, if you remember. It was the uh, 
it was the rest in peace day for what was the then Liberty Stadium pitch. It was an awful state. And you didn't really see the best. You didn't see the best of either team that day. But it was a real scrap. And Swansea outscrapped Barnsley and um, they made that so much afterwards. It'll be difficult. Barnsley are going well. You know, they've, they've been turned around. They've, they've changed the manager. They've got some good players there. And Swansea, of course, will be much changed from the team that won at Stevenage in the FA Cup. We expect that. Jamal Lowe will obviously come back in, a host of others. So, um it's been a tricky week again for Steve Cooper. It always was going to be in January. Victor Gaikora's had his loan spell cancelled. He becomes now, I think, the third player to be called back um, from Swansea this month because of his parent club. Um, Brandon Cooper, who they just recalled from Newport, has gone down injured. And Stephen Bender, the, the sub-keeper, has gone down injured as well. So you think now in the week that comes, they're going to be looking in the market for a striker and a goalkeeper. So it, um, it, it's tricky times at Swansea, but they need to maintain their form regardless. Mm, and going into this second in the table, I, I know Barnsley are ninth, but Steve Cooper will be saying this is one we, we could do with at least getting a point from, really. Absolutely, a welcome boost in the week, really, with uh, that late Millwall goal holding Bournemouth up and mm. Brentford, of course, have now had a COVID outbreak. So they've got two games that have been temporarily suspended. So it's a chance also to put some daylight between Swansea and Brentford and put some pressure on them because they, they had a bit of momentum and were looking good. We we know the uh, the merits of Thomas Frank and his players. He's had them playing very well. They should have really gone up last year. So it, it's a tricky period, Ben. We've said this so many times before. It's Barnsley away tonight. It's Blackburn away on Tuesday. You know, Blackburn a dangerous fixture as well. They're hovering. They can still make a playoff challenge as well. The games are going to come thick and fast. We know that. But it's it's important that Swansea not only get results this month, but also do some work in the transfer market as well because that, that threadbare squad we've spoken about so much has become a little more threadbare this week. So if Swansea are in the market for a keeper, though, Fraser, they could do a lot worse and look at Tom King at Newport, I think. I thought he was excellent in the FA Cup. Incredible to think he's a substitute League Two keeper, isn't it? His <laughs> stock really rose and, and not just in terms of the... Um, his club at Newport County in the Wales setup as well. He's mm. been capped before. I know he is in the frame there and he's, he's done his chances no harm for, well, what we hope will be the Euro 2021 squad, but we'll maybe come into that and come on to that in a bit. Yeah, let's do that now, actually. That leads us nicely on because uh, looking at international football, you've told us before on Pure West Sport, you have tickets for the Euros this summer. I think you were meant to be going to Baku, weren't you? was I was yeah. not too sorry if that one was <laughs> shall be honest. but actually you and, and other ticket holders have been contacted haven't haven't you this week and and the first indication that it's going to be difficult for supporters to actually go to, to Euro 2021 this summer yes on a serious note Ben I'd book to go to um, to the game in Baku for uh, Wales against Turkey and with a, with a group of others and I know so many of us who also booked to go to Rome and so on in the last 48 hours emails have been sent out um essentially offering all fans a full refund, uh, saying the situation has now changed. It, without directly saying that it was the first step towards an admission that the, the tournament is being planned to be held without supporters, um, which I think is, is almost going to be an inevitable step. The, 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 simply the format of the tournament couldn't be worse for the situation we're currently in, Ben. It's no. set to be scattered in a host of different countries all over Europe. It means extortion travel for fans and teams involved. It means travel going through a lot of different time zones, a lot of different countries. It's simply not viable the way the world is at the moment. And I'd be very surprised if it was viable in a couple of months' time either. So, you know, we, we talk about it being held behind closed doors. I think there could be serious doubts soon whether it's held at all. Yeah. I think it's going to be called into question as as things progress now with, with domestic seasons. Yeah, that this is maybe one for us to come to on a Monday. If, if, if I was to ask you right now, do you think Euro 2021, as it is now, will go ahead? What would your answer be? My instinct is yes, Ben. Um, that is against what would be my better wishes. I think 
UEFA will come to the conclusion that too much money has been put into the tournament. Teams have already qualified. And of course, postponing it a year is really an option with the 2022 World Cup due. You know, but the problem you've got then, if you, you look at the English Premiership this week, you yourself know Spurs against Aston Villa. Postponed because Villa couldn't raise their side due to COVID. So they throw Fulham in there. It's only so long you can play Russian roulette with a fixture list. You know, mm. we, there is going to be a pilot coming. You look lower than the Premiership. There's games being called off all the time, rearranged. There is going to be a big backlog as we reach the Euros. And, and player welfare is going to become a bigger issue than ever because you've got cup competitions, you've got a potential scrambled domestic season, and then you've got a European tournament with, with you know extortionate travel demands and physical demands, let's be honest. So, you know, I think for the first time now, serious doubts and serious reservations are creeping in as to whether Euro 21, 2020... <laughs> however you want to put it, should go ahead. Yeah, we shall see. And I'm sure we'll return to that. Fraser, just stay with us. Lots of people will be watching some of the Premier League football on the telly later. So we'll have a look ahead to some of those games and also just what what is going on with the fixture list right now as well. So we'll do that next this morning, Saturday morning on Pure West Sport. Do you need a cash loan? Loans at home could help. We offer loans of between £100 and £600 and have over 60 years of experience of helping people in the Pembrokeshire area and beyond. Go online at loansathome.co.uk to get a decision in principle now. Compare the price of home collected and other cash loans available in your area at www.lenderscompare.org.uk. Representative 466.4% APR. Loan subject to affordability. Over 5 million homes are at risk of flooding. Yet many people don't realise they're in danger. Even if you've never been flooded before, it can happen to you. Protect your family and home. Prepare, act, survive. Prepare a bag including medicines and insurance documents. Act by moving important items upstairs or as high as possible. Survive by listening to emergency services. Search what to do in a flood and sign up to flood warnings on gov.uk. Patch is the Pure West Radio chosen charity of the year. Pembrokeshire Action to Combat Hardship, founded in June 2008. They cover the whole of Pembrokeshire and have two basic banks that give food, clothing, small household items, toiletries, cleaning products and a baby bank that's in Milford Haven and Pembroke Dock. And three food banks, Haverford West, Begelly and Tenby. They also help the lives of families in the festive season with their Christmas toy appeal. Last year, Patch gave toys to over 950 children. Listen every Wednesday at 5.40 to the Patch Update to find out the latest news with our chosen charity of the year here on Pure West Radio. Oh, farm ice cream. Handmade delicious ice cream using the milk of their 350 free-range cows right here from their Pembrokeshire family farm. Come and try the extensive range of flavours which include traditional banana, blackberry, chocolate, Coffee, ginger, lemon, Pembrokeshire honey, Pembrokeshire salted caramel, raspberry truffle, pistachio, strawberry and many more at their newly opened shop on the Riverside, Haverford West. They offer a range of sizes from small tubs and cones to eat on the go or insulated takeaway tubs for you to enjoy at your own pleasure. Loch Farm Ice Cream. Follow Pure West Radio on Facebook. Search for Pure West Radio. You change your mind like a girl changes clothes. Yeah, you be a mess like a bitch 
your mind like a girl changes clothes Cause you're hot good for Saturday morning on Pure West Radio, Katy Perry and Hot and Cold. I'm Ben Stone. It's Pure West Sport on a Saturday morning between 8 and 9 with G&G Builders looking ahead to a busy weekend of Premier League football with Fraser Watson. But with Aston Villa's game against Everton called off as the club continues to manage a Covid outbreak. There's no doubt, Fraser, that this weekend's games are going ahead with some growing discontent about whether elite level sports should actually be being played at the moment. Absolutely, Ben. We we've you know, we've seen the situation we just touched upon this week where Fulham at short notice were brought in to replace Aston Villa. You know, we can't really get into a situation now where we're just scrambling for any kind of fixture that's available. You know, I think it's only so long that this is going to be sustainable now. As it stands this weekend, everything seems set to go ahead. But cases, you know, cases are rising in the Premier League at the moment. You know, they they're now at a much worse state than when it was originally called off during the first lockdown. You know, there seemed to be a perception now that, that we can live with it a lot more. We know a lot more about the virus and perhaps there is some truth in that. But still, the situation is looking pretty grave and I don't think they'll be able to go through many more postponements without some kind of serious inquest, let alone decision being made. Mm. Danny Ings, the latest player to test positive uh, yes, Southampton exactly. um, this week. Uh, they go to Leicester City in the eight o'clock game. The, the, the games today, Wolves-West Brom at 12.30, Leeds-Brighton and West Ham-Burnley are the two three o'clocks and Fulham-Chelsea at 5.30. So not the most glamorous of Saturdays for, for Premier League fixtures, uh, I would say. But there are a few stories in there. I think Leicester are going really well and, and are definitely in contention. Sunday's a, a big day as well um, for for interesting fixtures the Villa Everton game doesn't go ahead you wonder when Aston Villa will be able to resume actually because uh, their training ground remains closed they're going to need a bit of time to to actually do some training before they start playing again so I I think obviously the the game on Sunday the game tomorrow is off they've got another game scheduled in the week which I would probably say is in doubt as well if they don't get training again it's not an easy situation is it? No, and again, and it's, it's precedent for being set now when they're playing that FA Cup tie. And how, how long do you give them off you know, mm. before you have to start making decisions and unfulfilled games? The I think the dilemma on the Villa situation is we don't actually know publicly the scale of this outbreak. We know it's a major COVID outbreak. We don't know how many players have got it. We don't know how many are isolating or for what period. We don't know what members of the coaching staff have got it. But, you know, it, it, it's not going to serve to help clubs like Aston Villa if, like we've just discussed, the Euros are going ahead. There is this deadline for the season. They're bound to have to pile a load of games in come April, May. Mm. Uh, the two Manchester teams will be interesting tomorrow as well. Um, Man, you go to Liverpool. They're in title contention. Manchester United, no doubt about it, with a good run. And Man City look like they're clicking into gear home to Palace, don't they? Look a bit ominous, Man City, don't they? Mm. Um, you know, ominous for the rest of the Premiership. They had that great performance over Chelsea. They swept past Birmingham in the FA Cup. It's actually quite impressive them the other night. Um, it was the sort of game they'd been stumbling in 
uh, when they played Brighton. It was they didn't they weren't as slick as they have been in recent weeks. They had to grind it out and they had to hold on to a one nil win. And and those are the sort of performances they also need. We all know Manchester City can turn their on. Not many teams can match them when they're on the when they're in the form you know on their top game. But you know they've lacked the, the grit and the game management. I felt last season and at the start of this season, that seems to be coming back now. But Liverpool, Manchester United, yes, as well. You know, a couple of months ago, who would have thought we'd be saying Liverpool need to win this to get back level on points with Manchester United? You know, I still mm. I still have reservations about, about United long term. I can't see them winning the title, but it's a random premiership season. And and for all the misgivings of Roddy Gunnar Solskjaer, you can't argue with the position they're in, can you? And and they are winning games, Ben. You know, they they uh, they've stumbled through they had a few late calls, a lot's been made of their penalty count. They are winning games and they are top of the league. And we can't deny 17 games in, they're in the title race. Yeah, and, and no doubt about it. It's a busy Premier League weekend. Let's hope all those games uh, go ahead today and tomorrow and, and fixtures into next week as well. Uh, Fraser, you have a good weekend. Fingers crossed for three points of Swansea City tonight. Thank you very much for your time. Sorry, Ben. I'll speak to you Monday. throw it back to you by now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do i don't believe that anybody feels the way i do about you now backbeat the word is on the street that the fire in your heart is out i'm sure you've heard it all before but you never really had it
It's Oasis on Pure West Radio. And it's Wonderwall, sounding really, really good for your Saturday morning. I'm Ben Stone, and let's talk rugby now and have a look at the games that were played last week and also some of the rugby news from this week as well with Gordon Thomas, who joins me right now. Good morning, Gordon. How are you? Good morning, Ben. I'm very good. And you? Yes, not bad at all, thank you. Uh, we're going to have a, a quick look back because there's a distinct lack of rugby, of course, this weekend. But we did have yeah, the two. Unfortunately, Ben. Yeah, indeed, the two Welsh derbies last week, though, didn't we? With the Ospreys beating the Dragons and and the Blues beating the Scarlets. Yeah, the, yeah. We we spoke about the Blues last week uh, losing their coach uh, Mullyville, and uh, uh, Di Young came in, but he, he wasn't on the touchline. But it, it certainly made a, a you know an impression because uh, the Blues went on and to win 29-20 uh, against the Scarlets in an incident-packed first half. Uh, Jonathan Davis grabbed his 50th try for the Scarlets to put the Scarlets in front. And uh, before before that, the Blues hit back with brilliant tries from uh, Willis Holo and Ree Lilo. The game sort of turned around just before the break when Liam Williams was sent off. Um, uh, he led with his head into a ruck and uh, he made contact with the head of Shane Lewis Hughes, uh, the young back row forward. So um, he received a straight mm. uh, red card and he will now be banned for three matches. And if the Six Nations goes ahead, we, we'll talk about that a bit later, you will miss the Ireland game. But um, the Scarlets were down to 14 men. They recovered to uh, take the lead with a try from uh, Sean Calamonfi's try. Another tongue twister, mate. And uh, two Jared Evans penalties to secure a memorable victory for the Blues. So um, it, it was a good win for uh, the Blues. They thoroughly deserved it on the evening. The Scarlets will be uh, pretty um, upset that they lost against their Derby rivals. But on the day, on that particular evening, the Blues certainly deserved uh, their victory. Yeah, and, indeed. Uh, good yeah. luck to them. Yeah, that was also, a good win. Um, yeah, also the Dragons were playing on the, uh, the same evening as well, Ben. Uh, they lost 20 points to 28 against um, the Ospreys. Uh, the Os Ospreys were narrowly, narrowly leading 13-10 at the break. Um, but um, they scored tries through uh, Matt Prothero, George North, uh, Scott Otten, and 13 points from the boot of fly-off Steve Myler. Uh, the Dragons did respond with tries from Jared Rosser and the impressive uh, centre Jamie Roberts, who may be putting his hand up for a, a Welsh team spot. He, he crossed the whitewash as well. And there was 10 points from the boot from uh, Josh Lewis. So it wasn't quite enough for the Dragons, but it was a fifth win in six games for mm. the impressive Ospreys. Uh, while the Dragons have uh, lost all of their three Welsh derbies, unfortunately for the Gwent side. Mm, indeed. So that was last week. Of course, Gordon, things move on quickly, don't they? And just yeah, as those games do, finished, yeah. uh, we, ha we yeah. had the news that European rugby would have a break. So for all of the Welsh regions, there'll be no action for the next couple of weeks. It looks like we might be getting close to understanding a bit of what's happening with the Six Nations, but yeah, it, it's yeah, amazing it's, how things unravel very quickly yeah, after those it's games. It's disappointing news as far as sport is concerned, Ben, but health and safety has to be paramount, obviously. 
they've taken the decision to have a, a few weeks break with the uh, European uh, Cups games, and uh, it's probably the right decision to, uh, with what's happening around uh, Europe and the world. So. Um, the other danger link is that the Six Nations is on the horizon mm. and already the under-20s and the women's game, they've, um, they're looking at possibly playing them in the spring. Uh, I'm expecting an announcement uh, shortly that uh, the Six Nations will probably follow suit and be put back a little bit as well, which is a, a crying shame, but... You know, it is what it is at this moment in time. Mm. We need to, we need all need to be safe, and um, sport has to go on the back yeah. burner, so to speak. So you would expect Gordon probably a, a pause then. So maybe the, the Six Nations being delayed a little bit, um, rather than it being cancelled altogether. And that seems to be the indication we're getting with the, the women's and the and the under twenty. Yeah, it, I, it won't be cancelled, Ben. I, I'm I'm hoping that this vaccine is going to help. Um, you know, uh, mm. uh, we all behave. I think things in the spring might be a little bit better than what it is now. And uh, then hopefully we'll, we'll all be able to enjoy uh, the Six Nations at all levels, at um, senior, under-20s and women's. And we can sit back and enjoy that in the spring. But at this moment in time, I think they've made the right decision by delaying it. And uh, as I said, we look forward to uh, watching it in the spring when things are hopefully a lot better. Good stuff. That's a good place to, to end for today, Gordon, on a, on a positive. Let's hope things do pick up, and, and I'm sure they will, as you, as you say. Gordon, enjoy your sporting weekend. We will see you uh, Monday evening for Pure West Sport from 7 until 9. We'll look forward to that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, Ben. I'll see you on Monday evening. Very much looking forward to that. Thank you, Gordon. Uh, Gordon, Bill and Fraser will join me Monday from 7, between 8 and 9. We are live on the Pure West Radio Facebook page Monday evening. And our special guest is retired Detective Chief Superintendent Steve Wilkins, who you will know if you watched the Pembrokeshire murders. He led that incredible investigation that was featured in the ITV1 programme. He's also been involved quite a bit with sport in Pembrokeshire. He's a man who's left his mark on the county and Steve is our guest on Monday evening. In the meantime, enjoy your weekend. I've enjoyed your company this morning. Frank is on the way after the latest news at nine o'clock. Have a really good Saturday and keep it here on Pure West Radio. Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio.